Thank you for tuning in to Quality Violent Cinema. Uh, we got a special guest here from Brazil. We have... Marcius Gildner. It's happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're part of the uh, Bohagia uh, production, right? And, so, and uh, there's two different ones, right? This was Cannibal Films, and then there's uh, uh, Bohagia. Um, so how long have both of those been around? Yes. Uh, Cannibal Films, they are... Um, they make movies in the south of Brazil, me too. But at the moment, I live in, in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, they make movies since the beginning of the 90s. I was, uh, when they began to make movies, I, I was a child. So in 1998, I began to collaborate with them. In 2003, we were totally together making movies. So when I began to work with Cannibal Films, um, they already have uh, 13 years, 15 years, something like that. They are making movies since uh, 1991. Mm. So uh, it's 2000-1996... 2003, it's the moment that I begin to make uh, my own movies too. Yeah. So, that pollution documentary. I make one short. I spend all the, the, the years, 1997, 1998, until 2003, only filming in VHS mm -hmm. with no money, with friends, any budget. In 2003, I begin to. Um, I begin to make the, the editing. I didn't have a place to to make the editing. Mm -hmm. In 2003, I get that, so I begin to to release the movies in the world. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, is that in, in 2003? It's where I I begin to make my movies for for real editing and releasing. Mm -hmm. And it's also the year where I begin to to make movies with. Peter Beierstorff, in mm. in a very close partnership. Yeah, and um, that is it's happening un until now. Yeah, no, <laughs> and I dig all that stuff, the Zombio too, and everything you did with, uh, yeah, it's all good stuff. Um, so what are what are some of the biggest influences in your film making style? Oh, that's a uh, lots of influence. My, my influences began with music. I decided to, to make movies inspired by the, the spirits of do-it-yourself, punk, hardcore. I'm discovering that word, the underground word, the, the word of underground music. In the 90s, there was a very strong underground music scene where I live from all kinds of musical styles. Punk rock, death metal, everything was happening. And I was kind of a part of everything. I had uh, musical projects too. So I began making independent music, making experimental music, I am a big fan of uh, grindcore, punk rock, hardcore. Do you like power and violence? I, I begin to live <clears throat> in that world. 
So my first influence is music, hmm. punk rock, do it yourself. So with that in mind, I begin to make movies. And uh, when I begin to make movies, my influences are also all the things I'm discovering at the time. I can, for sure, the the New York underground of the 80s are very important to me. Mm -hmm. Filmmakers like uh, Richard Kern, Nick Zed, mm -hmm. Lydia Lunch as an actress. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the, underground, the American underground from the 60s also. John Waters, uh, the, the Kusher Brothers, Jonas Mechas. I discovered all those filmmakers and I realized that I can make movies with um, very little amounts of money. So I think more, even more than that, uh, that horror movies that I also love very much. My, but when I discovered the, the movies of those guys, like Nick Zed, Richard Kern, the Kusher Brothers, uh, I feel that I, that I can make punk rock movies, mm -hmm. that I can make movies with my friends, with no money, with any support that I have, a VHS, VHS camera, mm -hmm. anything that I had in my hands, I can make a movie. Mm -hmm. So first I begin making those movies that, that they they are not uh, splatter movies. They are only cheap movies. They are punk rock movies. They are simple as, as making a song. So as the, year, as the years came by, we begin to make movies with uh, more special effects, more scatology. And uh, every, uh, all of this, it's happening at the same time that I'm working with uh, Peter Beiersdorf. Mm -hmm. So, and he is totally immersed on splatter movies, on, on effects. But he also likes very much of uh, experimental cinema. Mm -hmm. So, he also likes to make movies, simple movies with uh, strange ideas just using a camera and your bizarre friends mm -hmm. running naked in the woods or anything that you can film. Yeah, so, I see both of you have influence from like Coffin Joe and you know stuff like that too. And and yes, of course. Uh, uh, it's um, I can talk all night about the influence, of course, because they there are always different things coming into the that that mix. That makes my, my head and my movies. Mm -hmm. And um, so the influences never never stop. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2022, I, I, I feel different influences that I had in 2003. But um, in Brazil, we also have um, filmmakers that have the, that spirit of underground American cinema from the 60s and, and 70s. Here we have uh, Coffin Joe, and we have um, a full list of filmmakers from the 70s. They are very inspiring for us, and, and they are not very known outside Brazil. Mm -hmm. That's a shame, because they are very interesting and very... It seems very rich. Radical. Yeah. A lot of art form, a lot of rich. You know, it just shows the culture a lot in the films. 
and just how rich yes. the culture is. Mm. Very violent movies sometimes. Lots of uh, erotic movies and uh, very movies are uh, very experimental too. Mm-hmm. Coffin Joe is very experimental, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of filmmakers doing all the, the all kinds of crazy stuffs with movies, with uh, sound, with the the editing, mm-hmm. with light, everything. Yeah. Well, so when it comes to tribute. Um, you do a lot of things in tribute, so like cat in the um, cat in the brain. I, I spit on your grave, you know. Possession. Um, I also yes. saw a little valley in the wake of wonders. Um, you kind of throw some influences for there, which I absolutely love that film. Um, yes. Is is Did there you? any? Do you, do you tend to want to keep to that consistent in all your films, or do you think that you're going to keep kind of adding little small tributes to old films? Uh, I'm not sure because um, when uh, when we when I think on uh, we are talking about, for example, Good Morning Carlos or Pazucos, right? Good Morning Carlos, there, there's homages to Cat in the Brain, Possession, Pazucos. There's tributes to Creature of the Haunted Sea, uh, Long Weekend, the Australian movie. But uh, I think with this, these two movies, I had, I had the, the chance to make that. It's not uh, because I have a, a small budget, but I had a budget and I had a, a good photographer. So I, I had the time to, to, to make those tributes, to, to think about them. Sometimes in, in movies in the past, I didn't have that time to make the things so directly, just like I, I did in those. But um, but at the same time, I, I always thinking of something. Sometimes it's not so direct. I can't think about, uh, I don't know, Nosferatu, but um, it's not on the screen directly. So in, in Good Morning, Carlos and Pazucos is there. People can see that I'm thinking about Fulci, that I'm thinking about uh, Zulawski and all Roger Corman, all those influences. Um, I really believe that I that I will keep doing that every every time that I had the chance. Mm-hmm. But um, that can that that depends that I can make how much money I have. All those, all those problems that can, that can happen. But um, in the movies that I'm planning to do for the next years, all those movies, I, I keep doing that. I keep doing, I keep mixing different cinematic universes in those movies. I like to do that. It's my love letters for the, the, the artists and the, the movies that I like. Yeah, and, and all, you my sh- movie, all my movies are are love letters. Yeah, so. and even though there's like definitely comedy, you definitely show like a good tribute to it. It's it's not in like any way shows like a disrespect, you know. Because sometimes when you feel like it's not a parody, you know, you're not like it's more of like you can tell it's like a tribute to it, um, which yes. is hard to do. Um, sometimes, uh, sometimes I. 
it's just like I said, sometimes it's not clear on the screen what I'm doing, in which filmmaker I'm thinking or which movie I'm thinking. Sometimes I recreate uh, a movie angle, something, something more that the audience will not see with their eyes if they don't know the, the movie that I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. but, so... Yeah, it's like a it's, a, it's some kind of a study. Mm -hmm. I, I always studying the the movies that I love and trying to to put them in, in my work also. Yeah, that's how you learn. You know, is taking those and learning those and then maybe improving on it or making it your own. Yeah, yeah. Or, or mixing mm -hmm. and uh, trying to to. To make difference, sometimes destroying a little, or um, even mixing two different things together, mm -hmm. two different uh, cinematic words together: mm -hmm. Pink Flamingos and uh, Long Weekend, mm -hmm. the same characters, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel Brazil has a certain style that is unique to the rest of the world when it comes to extreme cinema? Yes, for sure. Um, I think it's it's a uh, evolving style, so we have uh, different time zones. As I said, um, you have those filmmakers in the seventies doing surreal, crazy, experimental movies, aggressive movies. In the eighties the things change a little. And uh, in the last decade here in Brazil, we have an increase of filmmakers making horror movies, trying to think about genre, genre cinema, mm -hmm. trying to think about horror movies, science fiction. For a long time, when you talk about uh, horror movies in Brazil, for example, Everyone thinks about Coffin Joe. There's other filmmakers in the 70s, in the 80s, in the 90s. But uh, in the last 10 years, we have lots of filmmakers. And um, all of them, they have uh, different styles. So you have guys like me or, or Peter Beierstorff. We are more, I don't know how to put in words. We are more anarchic, maybe. Avant-garde. More free. Yeah. We are thinking about avant-garde movies and strange movies. And we have a more, more technical directors like uh, Rodrigo Aragão. You probably know him. He makes uh, zombie movies. And uh, he, he had the luck to make movies with uh, a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. So they are movies more more expensive with uh, more special effects and stuff like that. I feel that there is a generation of filmmakers. They are very, they are thinking about uh, drama also. The movies usually are very serious. They are horror movies, but they're also thinking about drama. I think I think it, this is happening in the whole world, maybe. 
this kind of, of filmmaking. So here, new generations are doing that. Mm. Those crazy filmmakers from the 70s, they were more common in the, in the 70s. Those anarchic and uh, people screaming and running and this crazy style of using the, the camera, the lighting. Um, guys like me, we are um, a continuation of that. We are continuing that work. It's not everyone that here they, that they are interested in that. But uh, for sure, Brazil has a very unique style of filmmaking in the whole decades, in his whole history. Right now, in the, the country, because of um, the government we have at the moment, uh, everyone who works with uh, culture, it's having lots of problems. They are destroying all the, the, the politics of culture. In the last 10 years, maybe more, um, kind of uh, between 2006 and 2018, that moment, it's a very incredible moment for, for Brazil in the arts because the, the government was helping the artists. And you see that uh, that result in Brazilian movies playing in festivals all around the world. In the last four years, that stopped to happen. They cut everything. So you begin to see less Brazilian movies in the festivals around the world because all, all you are making independent with your own money and your friends or you can do it. So it's not everyone that is, even us, it's very difficult to make movies like that. So it's a time very uncertain that I hope changes yeah. soon. You almost have to, have to fight. Just, I almost have to distribute all your films in another country or in order to make money kind of thing or sorry I mean, more like you have to you, you end up having to distribute your movies into other countries instead of your own and so like there's diff yes or... um, I always try to distribute my movie my movies I always um, I like to make physical editions for the the movies the DVDs some of, of the DVDs that you have and I always trying to make them be distributed outside Brazil too, of mm. course. Uh, it's not very easy sometimes. I had a, with Pazucos, I think I had a, a good experience, a good a good thing because uh, I think you have the the. I do. This very beautiful edition. Oh, I know. It's great. And you have a... Um, there's a lot of people that put their hands in... It was that just because a lot of producers, a lot of different people funding it? And... Yes. Yes. There's... Uh, if you look on the cover, you see that's um, people from like Japan. Dead Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Vision, Denmark. Mm -hmm. They all put uh, little amounts of money. 
and and grab a a little amount of uh, of copies too. Mm -hmm. That um, that was very nice to to make things like that. Oh, and that's a gorgeous I edition. I hope to do that more more often. Yeah, I know it's really pretty. Um, speaking of that, um, you were supposed to do a soundtrack with it. Um, whatever happened with that? Or you were, you were th talking about doing a soundtrack with it? Soundtrack for which movie? For um, Bazookas. Oh, yes. Um, well, Bazookas, it, it has original soundtrack. Oh, it has it? By, yes, made by, by me. And a very incredible composer called Lucas Rossetti. He's right. like the John Zorn from my the city where I grew up. And um, he's very creative, works a lot. And he did uh, our original soundtrack, mm -hmm. but the, the soundtrack also has music from other places. Mm-hmm. So we have everything in, on mm -hmm. the soundtrack of Pazuk. We, we have uh, Italo Disco, mm -hmm. we have experimental music, we have um, all, all kinds of, of music. It's something that I, one of the reasons that I make movies, it's also to, to, to have the chance of, of showing music that I like, and use the the music that I like, mm -hmm. but I always try to to mix both things, to make our own music, and also to put things that I like, and of course to use uh, music from from friends for mm -hmm. people that I uh, that I that I admire, mm -hmm. so. The soundtrack of Pazukuzi, it's uh, very, very rich, mm -hmm. full of, of all kinds of crazy stuff. And you also can hear the, the original tracks, the, the songs composed for the movie. Mm -hmm. You can find it on the um, Spotify and all the, the platforms. Oh, that's cool, because I was and curious if it was like a CD a, release of it. Mm. Physical, yeah, a, a CD release. Okay, yes. that's why I was curious I about if there was a CD release. release. On, on vinyl. Too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, especially since it has so much on it, you know, you know, has a lot of content. You can, can kind of have a, almost like a similar look to it too, um, to what the DVD kind of had, and kind of give kind of a similar love. Yes. Um, is it difficult to find people to match with you artistically? Uh, no, it's um, sometimes it's difficult. Okay, but I think I I have. I'm very lucky. I have incredible friends, and there's always people interested in making movies with us. Um, I like to to make movies with the people that I trust. So it's always a, a relationship that involves friendship. So. I think that is good, and I, in all those years, I had the luck to achieve that. But it's also because usually we don't make movies with lots of money. But when I 
get my hands in a in a good amount of money i hope to work on the same terms i hope to work with uh, to have a, a crew of friends in the techno in the technical team with the actors i like to know the people that i'm going to work and i like to have uh, i like to have sure that that these people are my friends mm -hmm. so it's difficult for me to to make movie with people that i don't know i need to know them first mm -hmm. of course that uh, sometimes you can feel when you have a a good feeling with someone so i don't know uh, ligia marina She's one of the the stars of uh, Good Morning Carlos and Pazucos. Mm -hmm. She's the the witch mm -hmm. in the, the forest. Um, I met her making a movie. First time we saw in face to face was already filming. But at that moment, I was sure that she was someone to trust that she was a friend and someone who have the, the same thinking that me. I don't like to, to, to take any risks in that department. I like to be around people that I sure that they are my friends and that we think that we have the, the, the same ideas. So, but uh, usually this is happening. Always, mm -hmm. it's always happening. I hope to make movies with more money and uh, I know when you have more money sometimes you lose control of all the people that are involved mm -hmm. in your film. But even in, in that moment I hope to have uh, people that think people that are in love by the, the project. Mm -hmm. Not only working. Not only getting money. People that are really into the the passion mm -hmm. for each project. Yeah. Um, do you think with a bigger budget you would still act in your film? I don't know. Good question. Maybe yes, maybe not. When I think about uh, movies with more money, usually I don't plan. I try to, to not include myself in there. Some of the, the scripts that I write in the, the last years and that I trying to, to get funding to make it, those movies usually don't have me in the cast. If they have, probably you'll be a, a small part. Mm -hmm. But when I write Pazooks, for example, I write it uh, knowing that I will be... The guy that I am in the movie. So mm -hmm. I was conscious of that. Yeah. Because you've acted in quite a few. It was like 30 different shorts and films you've been in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but because it's it's fun. I, I love acting too. Uh, it's funny. I love, um, I love acting in movies that I don't direct. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. because you don't have uh, all the the worries. Yeah, you can just kind of be your, be has. crazy and just hey. go into the character. Yeah, you are in there for the. You want to do your work the right way, but uh, you can have fun. Yeah, your your head is more free. Yeah, so you are um, having fun. Yeah, it's I'm more sh- easy. I'm sure when you're acting and, and directing, you're kind of having to break character, and it can kind of get you out of focus when you have to break character so much. Yes. Um, well, for me, it, it's not difficult to to direct and, and act because, as I said, we are among friends, and uh, for me, it's easy to get on the focus to to know what I want for for the camera and to know what I need to do in front of the camera but of course there are there are lots of improvising so sometimes I can say to myself I, I, I'm not sure what I'm doing but uh, we are doing and I trust the I trust my my team. So even if I too concentrated in my acting and I forgot a little about the the work in the camera, I trust my my photographer. Mm-hmm. So it's easy, it's nice. <laughs> um what countries outside of Brazil um are most popular or your films most popular? Let me think. In the U.S., it's a strange relationship because I already have more than one release, but um, I don't get too many festivals in the U.S. Mm. So, I don't know. It's two different things. There's people releasing my movies for selling, but not so many festivals. Yeah. And um, it's hard to sell movies well, when no one me... gets to see your stuff, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Let me think. In Europe, uh, Denmark, Germany, maybe, Holland, Netherlands. Australia is nice. Mexico. Uh, Latin America. Argentina. I was talking with uh, Bayerstorf a few days ago about Latin America. There, there are lots of countries near from Brazil that we don't have a relationship so strong. Mm-hmm. And this is uh this is awkward. We were talking about oh we need to change that. We need to make our movies more stronger in countries like um I don't know, Uruguay, Bolivia, everything around mm-hmm. Brazil. Uh in Peru, they love my movies. The festivals and uh they already make uh, homages um, I love Peru, mm-hmm. and I don't know France. France is nice too. Yeah, 
not very strong, and, and this is also a shame uh, in Japan. Hmm. But Pazuku's had distribution in Japan, so hmm. maybe that pick okay. up because that seems like something that would actually fit right into Japan culture a little bit. But um, have you been to a lot of uh, international film festivals? Sometimes that I get the opportunity, I love to be in there. Oh, I forgot to to talk about uh, Russia. Yeah, because he did a big film uh, festival over there, right? Yeah, the, it, in the Russia, I don't know why, but they they, they show my movies several times for years and years. So, uh, I forgot what you ask now. Oh, about international about? film festivals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, when they pay my tickets to, to being there, I always go. But uh, it's not all the festivals that do that. So sometimes I get uh, very happy and uh, and sad at the same time, <laughs> frustrated, because France is a it's a good example. I had uh, lots of screenings in France, but I never had the the chance to be there. Hmm. Bon dia, Carlos get uh, our award in, in France the guy who voted for the award it's a filmmaker that I like very much Bertrand Mandico but uh, they didn't have the money to, to pay my tickets to be in there so but um, I get the chance to be in Texas in the US mm -hmm. 2015 with Good Morning Carlos in the Housecore Film Festival. I had a chance to be in, in the Rotterdam Festival two times. Always lots of fun. In Russia, they pay my tickets to Russia. That was incredible. It was very unique and strange because it was in 2020, March, at the beginning of the, the pandemic. So I'm in Russia, and when I came back to Brazil, I was in quarantine. Mm. It, it was like uh, entering a new dimension. When I... When I go to Bra from Brazil to Russia, there was not quarantine, quarantine in Brazil. When I came back, everything was closed. So very strange. And, uh, well, in person, Rotterdam, Texas, all places in Brazil, but outside Brazil, I think is it's Rotterdam and Texas mm -hmm. with me in person mm -hmm. in Russia uh, and Russia mm -hmm. um, festivals that show my movies in, in the whole Europe. But uh, I'm not rich, so oh, your movie it's in England. Oh, okay, but I don't have the money, so mm -hmm. I, I can only be happy because they are showing the movie in there. But uh, I don't have the money if they don't pay. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Um, is it difficult in Brazil to get funding for your films? Yes, yes. Um, as I was saying, the the politics for um, for funding in movies, there was a good situation happening, but the actual the government that we have now, they destroy everything. Mm-hmm. So I believe that this government ends this year. So I believe things will get better, but I don't know because uh, the last four years was a real nightmare. So um, the next four years will be reconstruction. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but... um, so there, there is this, this politics for funding, but I don't use that all the time. I get the money wherever I can get. So I, I always trying to get money from all sources that I can get. These sources can be small producers, that will give me little amounts of money or, well, anything, crowdfunding, campaigns, um, the money from my pocket, from my work. So when I find little amounts of money, I make cheap movies. If I get more money... I can think more about uh, special effects and more um, more planned things. I have a I have a lots and lots of um, unfinished material at home. So always when I when getting the money, it's very hard when this process it's becoming very slow. I usually lost my my patience and decided to, to make a movie with less money using some of the material that I, I already have at home. Mm-hmm. So it's always a it's a roller coaster with the money, with the plans. Well, you know, independent cinema. You always mm-hmm. you have to try everything you can to get money. If you don't get a good amount of money, I try to do it anyway. So maybe some movies, some movies you need a specific amount of money. So those movies I put in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But um, I always doing something. Mm-hmm. Because I I can't. It's difficult to me not making a new movie. I always mm-hmm. trying to to make something new. Well, it's because so, you're an art. You're an artist first, you know. So you have to keep creating your art. You know. Yes, yes. It, it's like I said before. Uh, I always say that you need to movies sometimes. They, they need to be simple as making a song. You make a song, you can make a song alone, or you can call your friends 
and create a song together. You always need to remember, it's important people remember that in the, in the movies you can also make the things like that. Movies are also simple. You can fight for bigger budgets, that's important. But you need to remember that uh, making movies, is, it, it's not a monster. It's not an impossible thing. It's possible. It's like forming a band. It's like creating music. It's like droning. You can make a movie with, uh, with nothing. And for me, it's important to, to fight for both things. To fight for bigger budgets and to fight for making the movies the way I want, anytime I want, with no money. Mm -hmm. Start. It's life. Mm -hmm. So in uh, Bazookas, uh, what did you use in the for the ooze and the blood effects? Like what materials? Oh, for the blood, it's um, it's a very easy recipe. I don't know if I know to. I'm not sure if I can say in English the ingredients. Mm. I don't remember the name of everything. I don't remember the name in English. But it's something very, very easy. And you can eat, if you want, the, the blood. Mm -hmm. It's not uh, toxic. Mm -hmm. Something. It's uh, three but, elements. Like cornstarch. It's very, very easy. It's all food. You make uh, the fire. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't remember how to say the name of those uh, food in ingredients mm -hmm. in English. But it's very simple. I can translate later and, and send it to you. Yeah, yeah. It's a recipe that uh, it's very common. I don't remember who discovered first. But I think it's a filmmaker from Sao Paulo, André Capel. Mm. Uh, he developed this combination of food. And uh, everyone uses now, and and it's the best. It's very easy. Don't make stains mm -hmm. in your in your shirt. It's not toxic. It's very nice. And uh, well, in Pazukus we have a uh, lots of different stuff. Uh, the 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 thirds. The, the shitting. Yeah, yeah I was are... interested in what they are. Yes. Well, I don't remember all the ingredients, but uh, I remember there is a uh, cardboards. It's very simple too, and, and that one is not. Uh, it's not food. Mm. It's a uh, latex, latex, mm -hmm. uh, um, cardboard. It's very simple too. Um. I believe the um, Alexandre Brunoro, the guy who did the special effects, he's very. He also came from the 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 punk hardcore scene, so he likes to improvise and, and create simple and new stuff for the special effects. So he's always improvising. In the 90s, in the, the Barstorff movies, 
they use it um sometimes they use it uh, real meat sometimes they use it uh different kinds of food or even toxic materials but as the years we we find the right materials i believe mm-hmm. at the moment to make things more comfortable for everyone and more easy to to make it too uh are you um by the way do you have your phone by your mic i, I keep hearing a vibration or do you have something by your oh, mic yes yeah i'm hearing too let me see it oh i think you stop now okay oh it's fine i just hear <laughs> uh, it every, once every messaging i don't know where that is coming oh yeah the the phone was <laughs> that's fine um are you planning on releasing all your shorts on a dvd Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I'm late on doing that. It was on, uh, it was on in my plans for uh, actually, I don't know, three years ago. But uh, I didn't have the time. But yes, I want to make uh, something like uh, 2005, 2020 putting all the, the, the short movies in uh, the same release. Mm-hmm. I need to do that because lots of the, the movies that I did, 2009, 2011, they are lost in the, the world. You can find some on Vimeo, other on YouTube, or in some extra of other releases of someone, but uh, a reunion of everything I need to to make it. It's on my plans. Yeah. I didn't uh, release that in the last year because I was doing the the Pazuku's release. Now I, I'm working on other stuff, so I keep pushing that for the for the future. Mm-hmm. But I need to solve that. I need to to make. A good DVD release with uh, the shorts that I t- that I made it in the last uh, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you ever thought about? My plan is to make that in DVD and Blu-ray also. Oh, cool. That's I cool. need uh, something like uh, two or three weeks to organize the material, and I and it's done. Yeah. But uh, sometimes that those things happen. Mm-hmm. You want to do something, you want those three weeks, and when you see it, uh, five years <laughs> passed. So yeah, I get that. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had any thoughts about making a full feature animation? Yes, but uh, not in the near future, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, well, it's not uh, it's not easy to make uh, animation feature, so I believe I I really will need uh, some some good funding mm-hmm. to make a, a project like that. But a few years ago, I was working on the remake of a Japanese movie called. Let me 
I think in the US, the English name for the movie, it's uh, Milo, the, the Adventures of Milo and Otis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Milo it's and Otis. It's a dog and a cat. Yeah, yeah. I did a full soundtrack thinking about this movie. I recorded all the sound, all the narrations and stuff with my voice. Mm. So I already have that, the full soundtrack and all the voices. And it was my plan to make, to remake the movie in a full animation feature. Mm. He creating the, the original movie. It's not a animation, right? It's a live action movie with mm. cats and dogs. So my plan was to, to draw everything. I began to make that in 2012. I work on that, those soundtracks and audios for some months. And I work a little in the drownings. But it, it was lots and lots of work. So... When I had the chance, I, I jumped to, to other projects mm -hmm. and I didn't come back to those, to this. Yeah. But I would love to, to, to finish this because I love the movie. I love the, the soundtracks that we did. And I love the idea to recreate this movie with my drawings. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if someone who is watching this wants to 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 produce that this movie talk to me <laughs> <laughs> fans of the of the movie <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> i don't know if the fans of the movie will enjoy what i'm going to do with it <laughs> Maybe they think that i'm going to destroy it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's funny um What is your involvement in the art community in Brazil? Well, first of all, I, I like to to work with uh, artists. So everyone, everyone in any movie of mine, uh, um, they are artists from the most different areas. There are musicians, there are painters, there, there are other filmmakers. So I always involve it with anyone. And I love to work with um, artists' friends. Uh, I have some experiences with uh, art galleries, positions of my, my drawings. Sometimes they show my, my movies and some of the drawings. Sometimes the, the music's too. But um, it's not every year. It's mm. something like a roller coaster also. Sometimes there, there's lots of those kinds of stuff happening. And sometimes when I, when I realize I am um, three years 
far from art galleries or, or stuff mm -hmm. like that. My favorite um, place to be, I think it's uh, underground culture in general. So I like independent cinemas. I like play. I like uh, places of underground music. I like collective groups of independent creators and artists and, and people. So sometimes the world of uh, mainstream art galleries, those kind of stuff, it's, it's not very interesting to me. I prefer uh, I prefer a uh, exposition of fanzines in mm. something more more free, more more human. I don't know. Sometimes art galleries are, are very I don't like that that mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some some movie festivals are the same. People are too into themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the the independent people, the the crazy, mm -hmm. the crazy people. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so are there two versions? I like the, the red carpet so much <laughs> as I like a place where I can dance and yeah, scream. Yeah. No, I get that. So, are there two versions of Arambaba? Because oh yes, yes. <laughs> um, this is very crazy because there's this version with uh, more more normal, we can say mm -hmm. the, the image. No filters. Not a lot. Of, not a lot of filters. Yeah, yeah. The the other version, it's full of filters. It's something like uh, we began to to throw those filters in the movie. I began to throw those filters. I showed to to Peter, and he said, "Oh, nice!" <laughs> and uh, last year, I rewatched the the movie, and when I was rewatching, I think, "Oh my God, uh, why we did that? <laughs> why we put all those filters? Why we?" Did <laughs> yeah and 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 how uh how peter find that normal too i put all the, those filters and that show to him he said oh nice nice and um i don't know that there, there is not a a very rational explanation for that we, we mm -hmm. just decide to play with colors and textures yeah, and we did. It was definitely yeah. a pretty uh, drastic difference in some scenes, especially with uh, all white and some of the aspects. And, like, there's definitely some pretty like very uh, high exposure type stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we were playing with the light, with everything. We were kind of uh, destroying the movie in some way, but uh, having fun with mm -hmm. that. So which version do you prefer now? I think today 
I prefer the version without the, the filters. But when we did, I was uh, excited with the, the version with the filters. Mm -hmm. It's just like uh, I watched this in the last year and I, and I, and I get confused why we did that. Mm -hmm. So, but I, I believe that the, the DVD, the DVD, it has the, the version with the filters, right? Oh, yeah, it does. And that's the thing is because um, I have the one without the filters, but it doesn't have the subtitles. But the one with the filters has the subtitles. So it's either I get the oh. filters. But, you know, so it's like I can't, you know, can have. <laughs> so I need a, I need a, a non-filtered version with subtitles. <laughs> yeah. I don't know um, how to explain why the version without filters doesn't have subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> you well, maybe. Well, the one I the other one I have is a digital version. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. I found it digitally, so that's where the other yeah, the, yeah, the other yeah. version. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. You that version without the filters, you probably get or with someone mm -hmm. or um, on the internet. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that was the digital not exactly one. Exactly, uh, official version. Mm -hmm. Something that uh, probably better someday send it to to some people and also put it in the internet mm -hmm. so but when he did that he probably didn't uh, worry about the the subtitles so mm -hmm. we need to release it with uh <laughs> with no filters and subtitles mm -hmm. yes <laughs> So with uh, Flaming Nipples, how long did you shoot with that rabbit corpse? Um, three days. Oh. How did it look towards the it's, end? Did it, like, obviously, it was, like started deteriorating probably pretty quickly. Or Yes, yes, yes. It, it was very difficult. We had to work very fast, of course. And... Uh, well, we I had a refrigerator, so when we were not filming, they were in the ice. In some uh, scenes of the movie, you can see that they, they, the, the rabbits are frozen. Mm. They are walking, but they are frozen. Those scenes are probably the, the first in the morning. So... So because we get the rabbits from the fridge and start to filming right away. The fact that they were frozen, it's a, it was a good thing because of the, the smell. Oh, yeah. And uh, we also had um, poison for, for flies that we keep putting in the, the rabbit. So... They had a, a smell of uh, something between flowers and lemon mm. because it, it was the, the, the smell of the, of the poison. Mm. That poison, it helps in the decomposing. But also, if you watch the movie, you can see the, the belly growing. Mm. I believe that... Something growing in there. 
It's probably rig and mortis or the whole puffing is like they get gassy essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that. Yeah. That was uh, a worry also because uh, lots of people that were there, they were, uh, we were afraid that the rabbits could explode in the, at any time. So, but uh, it, it was a, a very unique fun and and difficult experience mm -hmm. to make this this movie it's all we did that in a in a garage mm. with the fake scenario painted mm -hmm. and um i like very much of the 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 visuals mm -hmm. it's very artsy in mm -hmm. his his own way in his own bizarre way. Is the name a reference to uh, um, John Smith's Flaming Creatures? Uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I love uh, Flaming Creatures. Uh, and, uh, oh, of course, that... Uh, um, the name in Portuguese came first. It's a uh, mamilos in chamas. It's also it sounds very very good in Portuguese. Mm -hmm. For everyone that listens that name, whoa, mamilos in chamas! I need to see that. So to create the the English title, it's what it was a. Uh, it was the, the first thing that came into my mind, Flaming Nipples, because of the movie of Jackie Smith. There's also something very, a very huge influence for Flaming Nipples, the movie, and it is uh, the Fellini movies, mm -hmm. especially... Uh, in English, it's uh, I believe it is a city of woman mm. because in Italian I think it's Cita delle donne. In Portuguese, Cidade das Mulheres. I believe in English it must be city of woman. But uh, I was trying to make a, a strange version of that movie mm -hmm. from Felipe. And also thinking about uh, yes. lots of uh, Brazilian movies from the, the 80s. Uh, from Boca do Lixo. Boca do Lixo, it's a place in Sao Paulo. It's, uh, it was a, um, uh, some kind of Hollywood independent Hollywood of genre, genre cinema. They, they did porn movies, horror movies, westerns, all those movies in that neighborhood. So I am thinking about lots of those movies as I am writing and, and filming Flaming Nipples. But the title, the English title, it's... Uh, 
uh, totally directly from Jack Smith, yeah. To, to Jack Smith, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's great. <laughs> I lo- um, I have a collection of um, a lot of his shorts and things that he came out with. Um, I love his like his colors and everything that he uses because he's definitely like a photographer first and then got into film and but just the yes. the richness of the colors is crazy. I have a there's a movie of Jack Smith called uh, Normal Love. Mm. Did you saw that? Mm-hmm. I believe for several years, um, Jack Smith took the unfinished movie in parties. Yeah, he wouldn't finish anything because he had such issues with flaming creatures that he refused to do another or finish anything. So he just would tour with it and do yeah. the music and yeah. No, I appreciated him, you know, for all that. And yeah, especially the way that he died. A <laughs> movie called uh, Cleopatra Two. Oh, okay. Tyranny of Desire. Yeah, actually, I really want to see that one. I saw the trailer for it. It looked really, really you saw cool. Saw the trailer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It it, uh, it has a a lot of uh, the spirit mm-hmm. of normal love of Jack Smith. Mm-hmm. The jewelry. And uh, we also did that because we didn't had the the time to finish yet. But uh, we 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 also did that. Uh, we we took the the unfinished movie to parties, and uh, it's always fun mm. <laughs> to cool. show the the images. Um, were you involved in the zombie design in Zombio? In the design, no. Is it's especially the same guy who who did the effects for Pazukus, the thirds, the blood, the vomiting. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the the main concept of the the zombies in Zombie Two. It's him, and um, there was a very small crew. Of people working on the zombies, there are three of or four people, mm-hmm. uh, very improvised too. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the directions for making that it was the the zombies need to be colorful. Mm-hmm. No, they're very oh, unique. You know, very unique. Uh, obviously, like a Lucio Fulci, like um, you know, tribute, but like definitely making it your own by just adding so much ooze and pus and just yeah. nastiness on top <laughs> yeah there's uh, lots of colors also mm-hmm. on purpose oh let's put lots of green and pink and mixed together so yeah they are beautiful they are they look like uh ice cream sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> um how many of the custom um good morning uh carlos did you make those little like art cards Sorry. Like, uh, how, how many how many uh, units did you make of that? Good morning, Carlos. Because you said you you made all those um, custom for everybody. You know where you made their name and it says good morning. Like for me, it says good morning, Christian. You know how many did you end up making of those? Oh yeah, yes, yes. Oh, I don't know. Lots, lots. Because uh, there's the thing with the the vomit bags, yeah. right? We did 600 vomit bags uh, with silk screen, but uh, only 
300 we did with the the two silk screen the complete mm -hmm. vomit bag mm -hmm. the other 300 i only put the name of the movie and i always draw they then i i i, I draw the 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 I draw the faces of the people on the vomit bag. I love that. Mm -hmm. And um, and I begin to make those, yeah, those those drawings also in a, in a paper. But uh, I don't know how many I did. I tried to uh, to take photos and scan them. So. But I believe that I don't have all of them. Probably there's one or another that I didn't have the chance maybe of to make a register. Mm -hmm. And only the people who who has it at home, mm -hmm. they have it. So, but I did a lot. Uh, since I did the movie, I'm doing that. So there's a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love to make them, yeah. Um, and I love to make the the vomit bags. Yeah. No, the vomit bags are cool. It was like a nice touch. Um, did you make Good Morning Carlos with um, Pazukius in mind? Yes, of course. Uh, we shoot it all together. Oh, okay. But, yeah, it was a a producer invited me for um, he has, he pays me for to to deliver a, a short movie 15 minutes and uh, he gave me lots of uh, freedom he gave me some directions of what he wanted it was a project mixing uh, arts with horror. He wanted a director who like horror movies and art, who mix both things. So he chose me, and uh, all I needed to deliver for him was 15 minutes. But I write Pazukus, and Pazukus. It was only, it was only Pazukus actually. Good Morning Carlos doesn't have a, a script, his own script. Mm. I shot it everything, and only later I choose it what I wanted to make for Good Morning Carlos. The only thing that I that I had in mind was that the moment where we are thinking about possession uh i wanted that the the this short movie good morning carlos uh the main thing in the movie needed to be that moment if that moment took 12 minutes in the movie uh I only use the other three minutes for the other stuff. So it was my main, my main obsession for, for the short. 
I believe that that sequence, it has something like uh, seven minutes. So 15 minutes, it's uh, seven minutes of possession and the other eight minutes for, for the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. And of course, later when you saw Pazukus, you understand better what is happening. And I, he creates a little the same images. I didn't repeat too much the same images. I tried to use different footages. When I repeat it, I use it in a different way. Mm -hmm. it, it was a very interesting experience mm -hmm. to rethink the images that I already use in the, in the short. Yeah. What genre would you classify your band? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have um, several musical projects, but there is that band, Osle Guys, mm -hmm. that we began to play in 1996, and uh, it lasts forever. If someone invites me to, to, to play, we go. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, it's very difficult to to get shows, to get jigs, because you saw the the documentary Ship of Madness. You saw that movie? Uh, mm, I don't think so. No. It is in the the that physical the double addiction of Bazookas. Oh, okay. It is on, on disc two. Oh, okay, I think I you did. Yeah, yeah. It. No, is that the one where you, you went to different um you went to different shows and different band shows and stuff? No, no, no. This is a uh, Texas Carlos Massacre. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see both of those because I watched both to kind of prepare. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Hey, it, it is the movie that has uh, Roger Corman eating ice cream, and uh, it is about the the making. Of Pazukus. Yeah. You have an interview with Stephen Barrow in it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Stephen Barrow, it is uh, on Texas Carlos Massacre. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I remember the Ship of Madness, this movie, because um, in, uh, there is my band playing live in that movie with Richard Stanley, the director of uh, Hardware and Dust Devil. Mm -hmm. well, that was when uh, we had a bunch of styrofoam uh, issues, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's difficult to find gigs for our band because of the styrofoam. Mm -hmm. We throw this in the audience and everything. Mm -hmm. It was always like that since, since the 90s. In the 90s, we find uh, a place, a very special place, some kind of CBGB from our, our town that uh, that place allowed that. Mm. They are always open for us to, to do the show. So we always were throwing garbage 
in the audience, lots of styrofoam, and that place was happy with that. But um, it's it was one of the only places in the world that was happy with that. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> sometimes uh, it's difficult to to play and to make gigs, and it's a lot of uh, work too. So I I also don't don't uh, run after this so so often mm -hmm. because it's very demands a lot but uh, i believe you can't actually in the in the us they created a, a very good term for what we do i was going to say that we make uh, anti music but we don't make the same type of anti-music that uh, uh, Mare's Ball, for example. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the US, there was a music researcher that creates a term called outsider music. Hmm. He was thinking about uh, groups like... Uh, the Shags from the fifth, from the sixties, uh, Wesley Willis, uh, even Captain Beefheart. Yeah, and some of his so, more crazier stuff. Yeah, usually it's people who don't know what they're doing, mm -hmm. but they do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Music, like Jean Louis Coutts or. Jean Louis Coutts, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. Um, at the same time, I don't know if what we do, it's totally uh, classified as outsider music because with the years, we get more conscious of what we're doing. So it's a little different from what they call it Southern music because usually who does that um, it's very naive mm. we are naive in some ways we make music without knowing how to play but I am conscious of what I'm doing mm. um, most part of the time I reading about it. I learning, so I'm not learning how to play, but how <laughs> fuck around with sounds. About, yeah, about that word, about who who um, show up before, and so I'm not I'm not innocent anymore mm -hmm. in that kind of music. So. But it's it's for sure very improvised and uh, annoying for certain people. It's uh, it's provoking. Mm -hmm. We are provoking the other musicians. We are provoking the audience with the the styrofoam, the garbage. We are making sometimes annoying things to to provoke. The mm -hmm. brain of the, the audience, yeah. everything. 
Or rather trash and, uh, than like Gigi Allen's shit or something. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Something. Gigi Allen, it's also floating in mm -hmm. that modus operandi. It's also in there. Mm -hmm. I did a, a, a movie festival in 2003 for the name was 10 years without Gigi Allen. Oh yeah, I saw that as a list. Yeah. And uh, it was my chance to actually to show to make a festival of trans transgression cinema. So you use it the Gigi Allen as a starting point, and I show the movies of uh, John Waters, Richard Kern, Zoma Kavejev, mm -hmm. Jorg Buterich. Mm -hmm. A full week with uh, the most aggressive movies that I could show at that moment, including the, the documentary about Gigi Allen, Hated. Hate, hated, yeah, I love that one. Yeah. No, yeah, I love, I love all that stuff. We did a whole extreme uh, music episode, and we went into you know, Gigi, but also like Kettle Cadaver and just different guys that just do some crazy um, type music stuff. But yeah, I love all that. Like artists that are willing yeah, to go there. There's one more thing about the our music and uh, our our shows that are the the clothing. Mm. We use the uh, paper, cardboards. We are all everyone made of garbage without faces, also usually, and uh, with the passing of we years, we begin to use also pornography. So we put pornographic magazines, the whole body, playing playing with uh, Richard Kern, Richard Kern, no, uh, Richard Stanley. Um, I remember we gave him three options of clothing. There was porn magazines, sometimes uh, gay porn, because we we like to to put penises in the the whole body mm -hmm. it, it was more aggressive that way mm -hmm. uh fishing magazines with fish and religious magazines mm -hmm. with images of jesus and and stuff like that uh, Richard Stanley used a little of the tree. He put a little of Jesus, some penises, <laughs> <laughs> some fish. So, so Jesus is a gay fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was always a, a challenge to do that, and, and always fun, also. Yeah. Sometimes annoying to people, and people don't understand. People get angry. It's fun. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. It's more difficult now to find porn magazines oh, I because bet. those magazines are—it's it, everything on internet. Yeah, you end up paying Usually all these. I, I yeah. buy the magazines on the 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 city that we are playing. Mm -hmm. I remember that show with Richard Cine was very difficult to find. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because it used to be just like gas stations, you know, anything. Maybe like old Barnes Noble might have, you know, kind of. But yeah, but yeah, now it's really yeah. difficult because now Playboy doesn't even show nudity, so it's like a lot of the magazines are even just out of business. Of course, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, how many bands oh, who sell that? They are they are um, finishing too. Yeah. They are closing. So. Mm-hmm. This is a dying art. Yeah. Um. How many bands have you done music videos for? Uh, not too many, I believe. Let me think. Uh, now, 2022, uh, I did a new album. Mm. It's called uh, Gursius and His Week of Wonders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a music project with that guy that I was talking who did the, the soundtrack of uh Pazuk Rossetti. Mm. And um we did music videos for all the songs. I still there's one more video that I didn't put on the, the internet. Mm. But I'm gonna do it in the, the next few days. So I I did a music video for a trash metal band from Uruguay called Houghton State in 2012. I did a, a music video for a band called Mechanics, animation video, very, very nice. And I did more. Uh, yeah, maybe four or five music videos. I, I want to do more. I love uh, music videos. I think uh, we were talking about we were talking about influences. I grew up in the the nineties, end of the eighties, so I grew up watching music videos. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yes, and and this is an influence in the in the movies for for sure. Even those filmmakers I talk about. Uh, Richard Kern is a good example. He did uh, lots of music videos mm-hmm. in the uh, in the '90s. And you're so, mentioning Linda Lynch, and you know Henry Rollins has acted in a, a few of her stuff, and so there's definitely a lot of musician involved in that stuff. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, this is influenced to me too. Uh, that thing that you you call your friends, your your friends are musicians. And they they are there. I love it. I love the that movie with. Uh, actually, there is two movies with uh, Lydia Lynch and Henry Hollins. Yeah, but it's a different director. I have it. It's part of the Bizarre yes. um, Mondo Bizarro. The same director that did Mondo Bizarro, right? I think. I have it over here. I almost want to grab it, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, one uh, one of the movies. It, it's a movie. That they film in Netherlands, mm-hmm. and it is a female director, mm-hmm. Babef Mondini. Mm-hmm. I met her in, when I was in, in the the Rotterdam Festival. She was there with uh, with Lydia Lunch because mm-hmm. Lydia Lunch was in there playing and showing the the Beth B documentary. Mm-hmm. So she was there too. That's cool. 
Yeah, no, it's it's interesting seeing Henry Rollins in a sex scene. I'm gonna have to say. I mean, I don't think he could do the. I don't think he would do these roles again. But yes, but he was definitely like that young teenager willing to do anything back then type mentality. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's fucking cool to see him. I, I believe he didn't. Uh, I believe the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So will there be a, a um, bazooka uh, two? Uh, I have a script. It's a very different script. It goes to another direction. I believe if I can send some tip, I don't know, about a movie, it's it, it has the, the spirit of uh, straight to hell. From Alex Cox. Do you remember that movie? Mm-mm, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's a wonderful movie. It has uh, Joe Strummer in the cast from The Clash. Oh, oh that's right, because that's the the song. I was about to say, because that's the song straight, uh, straight to Hellboy. Yes, I was like, that's yes, a classic. Yes, the name of the movie, it's inspired okay. of. Um, I, I never knew that was that came from that. I guess I know that song because of the whole MIA's, um, you know, beginning song that you know MIA basically stole from. You know, or yes, yes, yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. And um, it's not a it's straight to hell. It's something like a western. Mm. Bazookas Dois is it's not a western, but there's something in that movie that I would love to to recreate in the in the mood mm. of the movie. Ever heard of the it's, movie? Uh, um... I would love to do it. Uh, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, almost all the characters are in there again, mm-hmm. but they are doing different mm-hmm. stuff. The doctor, it's not obsessed by Carlos anymore. He's doing other stuff. Carlos, it's. In another situation, it it's interesting. Yeah, it's very different. It's also violent and disgusting. Everything very funny, also, but uh, very different. I I hope I can make that movie. Mm-hmm. It would be very fun. Yeah, but I cool. don't know when, and uh, I don't have plan to. It's not uh, a thing that I plan to make it uh, right away. I want mm-hmm. to make different stuff before I get back to this. But um, but it's on my mind and it has a uh, script. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that seems exciting. Um, will you be working with Peter again? Oh, always. Um, since I am. In the in the in the beginning, I was living in the south of Brazil. I was living near from him. So in 2011, I moved to to Rio de Janeiro. Um, 2013, I edited uh, Zombie 2 with him in Rio de Janeiro. But uh, he did lots of uh, short movies since 2013. Those, I, I think I edited 
one or two, but uh, most of them he edited in South of Brazil with, with other friends. But we are always doing something. At the moment, I do in the, the subtitles for, for a DVD release in the US that will happen probably at the beginning of 2023. Mm. They are going to release something like a box of his movies. Mm. There's uh, lots of movies that we never put subtitles and release it even in here in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So now uh, he is releasing. And um, Peter did two, two books during the, the last years. I don't know if you saw those books. Mm -mm. They are in Portuguese, unfortunately. I keep saying to him, translate this to well, English. No, there's apps you can, you can just read pages and stuff, though. So if people really want to pick it up, they can and still read it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For someone who doesn't uh, read Portuguese, both books, uh, they have lots of photos, but uh, he needs to make uh, an English version of the books because mm -hmm. they are incredible. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's thinking about it, but um, I worked in those books too with uh, photo montages and stuff like that. So we, we are always doing something together. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a part partnership that, that never stops. Mm -hmm. Are there any other um, Brazilian horror directors you recommend? Horror directors? Yeah, like in extreme, like extreme horror Brazilian directors. Well, of course, uh, Rodrigo Aragão. The, did you know his, his movies? Do you know um, his movies? Maybe. Like I, I guess once I hear some of the names, like I see the name versus hearing it, and then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and you start mentioning it. So yeah, I try to remember the the name in English for them. So, Night of the Chupacabra, I believe mm. the name in English. This one it has a Barstorf in the acting. Mm -hmm. um, Dark Sea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of the, uh, yeah. I saw some of these, and I was, um, I saw you had the trailers for them. I'm like, I want to see all these. <laughs> yes, uh, Rodrigo, he did movies with uh, very good budgets, so he get uh, screenings in cities. He gets distribution in Japan, Netherlands. I believe he is one of the names of people discover fast from splatter filmmakers from Brazil. But uh, there's a lot of other interesting directors. There's a new director, very young, called Matheus Marchetti. He makes vampire movies. He, le he has uh, very strong influences of filmmakers like Jean Roland, Jesus Franco. Oh, I love Jesus Franco. Yes, Jess Franco. And uh, he makes some kind of... Uh, he is a queer Jess Franco. Mm. It's very, very interesting. And he makes vampire movies. 
he has an incredible relationship with opera and uh, he makes his own soundtracks hmm. original soundtracks and they are opera soundtracks it's, hmm. this is a and it's very good they are professionals of mm -hmm. opera so he's very unique he's making movies for i believe less than 10 years but he has already two features and i believe two or three shorts and they are all incredible ah mm -hmm. uh, let me think more filmmakers there's a lot well there's the filmmakers who did a werewolf movie a very beautiful werewolf movie but this is not uh, um, a especially violent movie mm -hmm. i believe the title in english is the good manners mm. It's a werewolf movie, but uh, it's a child werewolf. So I, I believe it, ha it has some gore, but... Uh, not over the top. Not over the top. It's a tender movie. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful movie, but it, it's it's incredible. And the, the two directors who did that, Juliana Rojas... And Marco Dutra, they have, they had, uh, they they had uh, more movies. They all, they are all very interesting, but they are more centered and um, they are not splatter, gore, mm -hmm. violent movies. They are more sober movies, but they all, they are all very good, and there are lots of, of uh, filmmakers making those kind of movies now in brazil sober movies very well constructed and with uh, good budgets too but uh thinking about um uh, ancient decades in the 80s we have uh ivan cardoso maybe you know him because something weird release some of his movies in the 90s in VHS but um, I work with him for 10 years we did some movies together I don't know if you saw those movies they are very good we did uh, a, a feature called Orgy of the Devil mm -mm. The other in a movie with uh, Roger Corman called Drops of Corman. Drops mm. of Corman got me too crazy. We, I was in, in Rotterdam because of those, those two movies, Orgy of the Devil and Drops of Corman, 2015 and 2020. They are co-directed, me and Ivan Cardoso. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the 70s, he did uh, independent movies in Super 8. Very in the mood of the Jack Smith, John Waters movies. 
In the Eighties, he did uh, vampire movies, mummy movies. Mm -hmm. He always gets the, the universal monsters, Frankenstein, the mummy, Dracula, and transformed into Brazilian things. Mm -hmm. um, in the in the in the two thousands, we began to make movies together. And uh, we did very interesting experiments together. In the beginning of the 90s, they, there is a director called Fauzi Mansur. Um, there is a long story in the, in the political situation in Brazil that happened in the beginning of the 90s. But it's something very close to what's happening here now. They kind of destroyed the, the Brazilian cinema. So everyone who were making movies and going well in the 80s had to reinvent themselves in the 90s. And lots of filmmakers give up or begin to make works in publicity or begin to film in, in VHS. Everyone had to choose a different path. There's uh, only a few filmmakers that, uh, that continued making movies in 35 millimeters and stuff like that. And there's this filmmaker, Fauzi Mansur. He decided to make movies in English very aggressive and uh, gory movies. Those movies were distributed outside Brazil. Uh, it's um, Ritual of Death and Satanic Attraction. I don't know if you saw those. Mm. They are very interesting. Very bloody, very aggressive. Um... They are very trashy. I mean, in some ways, they, they are, have lots of uh, problems, mm -hmm. technical problems. and um, Because I already saw lots of people outside Brazil talking about those movies, and they are always saying, oh, my God, this is the one of the worst movies that I saw in my life. But... Uh, I, I, I they have like a certain people. type of charm, though. I mean, I get it. I love trashy, sleazy, like, you know, people that typically think they're, they're complete crap. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. yeah, some people call it those movies crap. I, I love them. Yeah. They are incredible. I believe they are kind of difficult to find because they didn't have a big release. No one yeah. released them again. But you can find it. Uh, I know that the. It's there. You can yeah. find it. Video yeah. of that satanic attraction. And well, I've been unfair because uh, there's so many people making nice movies in Brazil. And um, now, making movies now and, and in the past too. But uh, when, when, uh, when we finish this, I probably, oh, lots <sighs> of names will come in my mind yeah but uh another movie that i love it's not exactly 
a horror movie ou even a splatter movie mas it's a movie called Hodson it's a name Hodson it's a science fiction movie uh, very 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 unique mm -hmm. very unique made by this movie it's from 2020 The people who did it, I'm very proud to say they, that they had that they have influenced by my movies and uh, even the, the way we, we dress in my band with garbage. Mm -hmm. They use that in, in their movie. And uh, it's one of the most craziest independent movies that I saw in all my life. I distribute that movie. I have that in my website. It's incredible. It, it has a, uh, a second title also. It's Hodson, where the sun has no mercy. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great movie. So, um, Sorry. And lots of people making shorts also. That there was a filmmaker at the beginning of the 2000s that began to make uh, movies inspired by the, the, the Peter Beierstorff movies. Uh, Fernando Hick. He did uh, Dead Fetus. Maybe you saw that one. And, Not Dead Fetus. Uh, and later. He directed uh, some docu documentaries about one of the biggest uh, hardcore metal bands in Brazil. It's Ratos de Porão. I don't know if you know them. Mm -mm. Oh, it's great. And uh, Fernando did a, a, a documentary about them. Fernando stopped doing um, gore movies. He began to, to make other stuff. So, but in the beginning of the 2000s, he was a, a very strong name. Hmm. And uh, we have lots of filmmakers. Uh, most of them I do, are doing short movies. But there are more. There are, um, let me think, Paulo Biscaya. He makes... Um, Horror movies mixed with comedy. I need to think more. They are all my friends. <laughs> so I feel bad not, not to remember all of the names of my friends that are making movies right now. Right. <laughs> but but uh, there's a lot. Well, it's a good thing. <laughs> you know? It's a rich community. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So are you familiar with um, like movies like Barf Bunny or anything from Lucifer Valentine since you're into puke films? Yes. Um, Lucifer Valentine, that one... Uh, like Slaughter Vomit Dolls, Regurgitated Sacrifice. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. They make uh, very cute covers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't saw all of them. 
I remember that uh, for some time, when I did uh, Flaming Naples, 2008, between 2008, 2013, I, for, for some time, I, I wasn't watching the most extreme gore movies mm -hmm. that people were doing at, at that moment. But later, uh, I began to feel more more comfortable more comfortable to watch them again so i began to to watch the all the movies that i didn't had the chance to watch when they when they were released just like a serbian movie mm -hmm. i believe i watched the serbian movie maybe two years ago mm -hmm. i didn't saw the movie when it came out I saw the movie after I met Stephen Byron, for example. Mm. So I don't remember if I saw Slaughtered Vomit Dolls. But I for sure watched, if, um, because I, th I believe uh, there are maybe three. It's a trilogy, right? Well, there's uh, yeah, but then there there's added to the trilogy. So because there's Angela's chapter and there's technically VG4 just like uh black nazi wizard something whatever yeah oh i forgot a very important name here from brazil denison ramalho he's the guy who did a movie called ninjas short movie hmm. very one of the most frightening movies that i ever saw in my life mm -hmm. uh and he co-directed the last feature of Coffin Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah, Embodiment of Evil. Hmm. So, Denison, he took a very long time between each movie he makes because he really worked very hard to make those movies very perfect. Mm -hmm. So, he had... One picture. What's the name in English? The dead don't talk, I believe. Something like that. No, 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 no. I believe in because the movie were um, they released it in the U.S. But I don't remember the name now. I think uh, in in Portuguese, if you translate direct to English, it's something like that. The dead don't talk. But I believe they created other name, the coroner, mm. something like that. Interesting. Because it's about a, uh, a coroner who speaks with the the dead. Hmm. It's very. That's interesting. I'll just check that out. Um, so, where are you on putting out um, Vietia Arbaya? Is that how it's right? It's Viati Arabiati. Oh, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah, I completely butchered that. <laughs> yes. You, oh, you, you were searching about that too. Well, uh, this is a project that I did uh, in parallel with Pazukus. When I get the chance to get uh, some funding, uh, I had that, that choice. Uh, I can make... Viati Arabiati, or I can make Pazukus. 
But for me, it, it was obvious that I... Because I... I because of Good Morning Carlos. Mm -hmm. I did Good Morning Carlos. The movie goes very, very well in festivals, everything. So, of course, now I will going to make Pazukus. So, uh, I push the Atarabiat to the future. Uh, I hope to begin to work to end this movie now, in the next, next months. But it's also one of those projects that several times other projects push him to, to other moments. Mm -hmm. But it's one of the movies that I, that I really want to, to deliver to the world fast, more fast than I, as I can. Because I love I love the movie very much. It's it also had that mood that Pazuko has with several. It's also a mix of uh, cinematic universes. Mm -hmm. So in there you you will find everything, just like Pazukos, but at the same time it's very different of Pazukus. It's not so centered on eschatology. Probably it's more crazier than Pazukus because in some aspects it's more weird. It's more maybe difficult. But um, it doesn't have that. Um, it doesn't have a vomit. It doesn't it, it has a little of uh, violence and blood, of course. Lots of nudity, but, uh, but no maybe it's, it's less disgusting. Mm -hmm. So I also curious about which path the movie will find. Because it's a different movie. I don't know what uh, people who love Good Morning Carlos and Pazucos, for example, will think about it. I think who love those both movies will like that one too. But it, it's for sure different. It's uh, it's another it's other way. It's very close from from that cinema. From the 70s that I was talking about mm. in Brazil. It's very hysterical, very there's fire in, in everyone. Mm. It's something like uh well, Pazukos always has that. Uh it it has a lot of uh Andrew Zulowski. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of uh, John Waters. It's very hysterical. It's very fun. Mm -hmm. It's a gangster movie with uh, faunos, lots of nudity, crazy, weird moments. It's a movie more difficult to finish than Pazuku it was. Mm. 
because it's too much more complex the mm-hmm. editing yeah the editing is very very crazy mm-hmm. and um for lots of stuff i i i don't have the answer wait yet i don't know exactly what i'm going to do yeah with the material but i i will find the the answers for everything <laughs> i hope i hope to begin to work in that movie maybe september october now to begin editing, to begin to find funding for finishing because I need money. I tried to get the funding on an international project last year. A funding project. I don't remember which country. Sweden, I believe, in Europe. Um, but I, um, they didn't, they didn't give me the money. So I need to, to, to keep trying. Yeah. And if no one give me the money, I will finish the movie with my own time and, and ways, which is what I, I, I do in all the time, actually. Yeah. When someone puts money, I can make the process more faster. Yeah. It's difficult. So yeah. yeah. So it's just but I, time constraint. I, I it. Yeah. Are there any other new projects? Sometimes it's very slow because yeah. of money, especially. More than time. Yeah. Are there any other new projects that you're kind of working on, or is that kind of the next one? I want that movie. I want Viatara Biati. This is in my it's my passion project for the moment. But maybe, maybe there there is a other there is a documentary that I want to do about about a musician. It's a big interview that I did with him, a musician from Brazil of psychedelic music from the 90s, ending of the 80s. His name is Plato Divorak. Uh, there is this interview. I want to transform this interview in a movie. Maybe I jump to that too. And uh, there's a movie that we almost begin filming in 2020. We stopped the the planning because of the pandemic. But uh, there's a movie called... Let me remember the name in English. Carnival of the Formed Musicians. I need... uh, I can make that movie both ways. I can make this movie with a little amount of money or with a bigger budget. I want to make with a bigger budget because it's... um, it's it's, It's a very special project. 
Um, just like, um, just like uh, I don't know, um, Good Morning Carlos, it's very focused on movies like Possession or Cat in the Brain. Mm-hmm. This movie, it's my chance to, to think about Teru Ishii, the Japanese director. Mm-hmm. And especially Horror of Malformed Men. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that one. Uh, I know you were talking before about Pinocchio 964, and you were kind of getting into that director. I like all that stop motion cyberpunk stuff. It's all cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teru Ishii, he is from the 60s. And I believe he did the most aggressive movies in the whole world because I believe there's. N- any other filmmaker in the world in any decade who offend me so much as Teru Ishii in several movies of him. So he made Yakuza movies, horror movies also, but uh, any movie that he did, they are very, very, very violent and sometimes disgusting. So I love him. And Carnival of the Formed Musicians, it's um, it's a very special script. Uh, it, it talks about movies. It uh, it talks about music lots. It's centered on music. It's a movie. I'm thinking about movies like Fitzcarraldo of Werner Herzog. I'm thinking about the Iceland of Dr. Moreau. Um, I want to make this movie so bad. So, But I need some kind of funding. Um, and I, wo- I want to transform that movie in a, in a comic book also. Mm. So probably the comic book we will release first. Mm. I also, I was trying to include uh, Udo Kier in the project, the German actor. He did a Brazilian movie in Bacurau in 2019. I met him and I begin to talk about that, but... uh, if I'm going to make the, this movie with him, it I need money. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But, but it's something in mind, too. So this is a movie that I that I really want to make because I really love the, the, the script. If I make it, it, it probably if everything goes right and well, it's already my favorite movie yeah. of my own movies. So I, I'm very anxious to make it. And there's, it, it's our other project too um, that I am trying to, to get budget to make it also. There is a movie about, uh, let me remember the, the name in English also. 
It's a roller derby against the mental sewer. Hmm. I believe is this. And um, it's a movie about roller derby, the, the sport. And it is a monster movie. Very centered in Poverhoven, in the cinema of Poverhoven. Especially the melted guy in Robocop, mm -hmm. those long fingers. We created a, a design of monster thinking about that. And it's, uh, it's a very fun movie also. But um, this movie, I need a, a, a big budget. So uh, I don't know. I need a, I need government money or international money. I can't make this movie with uh, small producers with money of friends. Yeah. So I don't know. So this script probably will will see it in a comic book first because I like that idea of transforming some scripts in comic books. Yeah. It's almost like you're taking and it from the storyboard. A, a good, uh, yeah. And I have a good partnership with... Uh, this is something very, very interesting happening here in Brazil. The underground comics. There is a, a whole new generation of people doing underground comics and uh, they are all they are all fucking awesome they are incredible so and uh, it's not one or two i don't know 20 people doing incredible stuff so i want to to see my scripts in the hands of those people. I think we will be a, a very good experience. The the posters of uh, Pazucos, Texas Carlos, um, they are from those artists that make comic books here in Brazil. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm uh, out of questions. That was like basically the last one. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, but thank you for this. Um, I do appreciate you coming on, so and talking with me and everything. So, oh, so, uh, thank you. Sorry for my my bad English. Oh no, you're perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, I get uh, confused with the words, forgot the order. The, but uh, I hope I managed to say something useless. Uh, something no i don't know if uh, important or i don't know no, i hope uh, i say something <laughs> no it was, it was good <laughs> it was good content so i appreciate it <laughs> yeah, oh great <laughs> and no it, it's wonderful to talk with you you are trying to né, to make this interview for for a long time yeah so i happy uh, we finally get it né? we make it yeah so I mean, well, yeah. and, and thanks for, for your support. Yeah, no, 100%. That. 
hundred percent. And I plan on getting more from you because, like I said, while doing this, uh, putting this interview together, there was definitely some content. I was like, well, now I want to watch this. So I'm definitely gonna be hitting you up soon for some other stuff that I missed. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, anytime you want me here, yeah, just call me. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, maybe even have a screening. I do movie screenings uh, here and there. So we'll basically get the person, the director watching the movie with me and basically just doing like a live commentary. Nice. We just, you know, talk shit and mm-hmm. just kind of have fun with it. Wonderful. So if you're ever interested, it'd be fun. You can do that. Yeah. Just right. call me. All right. Well, thank you. And of course, uh, also feel free if you had that uh, that chance on your in your place, in your city. Uh, if you had the chance to show my movies, Brazilian movies, Brazilian strange movies, in any place, in Olympia, everywhere, please uh, feel free to do it also. Okay. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. No, I, yeah, I try to definitely to get all permission from anyone. I don't like to, you know, share art without proper permission, but so I appreciate that. Yeah. Because it's always a, uh, it's always wonderful to. I like the I like it, the 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 experience of showing movies online too during the the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But uh, the best way of watching movies it's with other people around. Yeah. So I always happy when I know that someone is showing my movie. In a cinema, in a bar. In yeah, a... I know we, we do we do movie nights at this one bar. I've been interested in doing because I know this one guy does it. Um, but he usually plays a little bit more um, mainstream horror. Nothing like completely that's going to turn away business or any sort. But the place is not like um, you know one that's like shy to stuff like that. Um, they have a uh-huh. big they have a big Baphomet you know statue in one of their tables. So they're you know they're not anything prude of sorts but <laughs> but i may i might pitch them um some movies and i think you'd be a good one that's not you know too out there um yeah yeah do that it's always wonderful mm-hmm. i, I love it, it. Mm-hmm. all right well thanks again <laughs>